the person we have who, who sets up the cameras and sets up the microphone says, make sure you do an audio clap, Casey. And Candace started applauding like this. No, it's a you, clap that's audible. <laughs> you, an audio clap is when you do a big clap that all the cameras can see and that the microphones can hear. So when you're editing it later, you know where to line up and how to line up the audio. I do you care? You, you're just glazing over. Well, I know now. I just don't need like a college level explanation explanation of it. Okay, roll the intro music. All right, hello everyone, and welcome to Candace and Casey's Couples Therapy. It's good to have you. Hear us again. So sorry about last week. So sorry. It's not just that we were like late, or like sometimes I my my vlogs come out of date. Like we just didn't upload at all last week, and uh, really sorry about that. I can't even blame Candice. It you, was a weird week. Yeah. Um, so last week, uh, last week, I think the day before we recorded was when the news came out about. Uh, Kate Spade's death. Kate Spade was a very close friend of of mine, of ours, and I don't know. It was like a, it was a heavy wet blanket on us as we were trying to record the podcast. And of, of course, we addressed it and we started talking about um, we started talking about it. We started talking about you know losing loved ones in general, and the whole thing just got kind of dark. And Candace and I went down this hole that we just couldn't get out of. And after thirty minutes, we looked at each other and we're like, "Let's just quit." Yeah, it was just like. I don't, well, we shouldn't even. It's like. Well, I just think the magic of of this podcast and being here with you, Candace, and having these conversations is that we're so honest and like, I don't know, what was it two weeks ago where you were just like, <laughs> you were just totally mean to me for the first <laughs> twenty. Like, it just it is who we are, and that's what this podcast is, and I think that's what makes it special. So for us to try to bullshit our way through, it um, felt selfish to get to to have. I didn't. Neither of us, I think, were willing to get into our zone because it was just. It, it felt like we were it lying. Was, yeah. It so, felt like we were, we were BSing. But now we're here. And we're in a great, we're in a much better place this week. I'm very happy to be here. I and this, I, I think that, I feel like we're on equal playing field this week. Was I in trouble last week? No, it's just, I can't figure out what it is. Oh, because we're both wearing sunglasses. Yeah. We, do I look as annoying as you, with sunglasses on as you look with sunglasses on right now? Oh, honey. <laughs> is that why everybody rolls their eyes at me oh, all the time? Oh, honey. <laughs> For some reason today, Candace showed up wearing sunglasses. Well, if we're going to get into Candace showing up, we can zoom out even further. Um, so Candace drives every day from her office to this office. And if she pulled up today and I saw her pull up and then she hadn't walked into the studio, what, for five minutes. So I was calling her and texting her. And she sends me back a lone text that said, need ice cream. <laughs> it's cute. It's so, like all those... Um all those, sorry, this is, you remember how I told you that one of my drugs I take causes stupor? Now imagine having that plus baby brain. It's like, I'm lucky if I get a complete sentence out once a day. <laughs> and welcome to the podcast, everyone. <laughs> uh, so we ran around Chinatown for the last 25 minutes finding ice cream. Uh, we did find a great place though where they, they, they had some sort of- liquid nitrogen to like make, to freeze it right in front of you. But you know, we haven't yet on the podcast, Candace, addressed why you- have an irrational need for ice cream at all times of the day. Cause I got a watermelon in my tummy. Candace is pregnant. 
but you probably already know that because I can't imagine anybody watches, listens to this podcast who doesn't watch the YouTube show. But yeah, Candace, she good and knocked up. You're pregnant, pregnant, pregnant as can be. Mm-hmm. Super pregnant. Super pregnant. And I think I've been really well behaved. Compared to last time, my yeah, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But last night I got, last night and this morning, I got a little tiffy. A little testy. A little testy. But I immediately apologized for being testy. I was Which like, I listen, I'm so sorry, but why are there two dishes in the sink? You flipped out. I didn't even clean the house. I put away all the baby's play I saw, I saw. And I, I mean, I, I didn't see because all I saw were the two dishes. Just blinded, blind rage this morning <laughs> in our house because of a dish. Candace is pregnant. Four and a half months, five and a half months. Five and a half months? Almost five months. Five months pregnant. Mm-hmm. She's gigantic. Mm-hmm. That's not like a judgmental, like I'm not like... She's big. She's proper big. Candace looks at five months what like, I think some women look at, oh, your friend who just had a baby. Mm-hmm. She was the same size as you are the week before she had her kid mm-hmm. and you have, you're only halfway there. Mm-hmm. How big can you possibly get? I mean, do you remember the, the week before, I took two pictures, one, one week and one the night before I my water broke with Francine. You were impossible. And it was huge. like an extra three inch girth in, one, in one week. Yeah. Yeah. You were just a, you were gigantic. I mean, I was l- very afraid of my skin tearing open. Some women don't get huge, and some no. women get huge. Candace just gets I get huge. huge. You're getting good and huge now. I already can't get out of bed. I get into my little pillow, and Franny calls my name, and I'm like, ah. Oh. Like you put it, what's an animal that you put on like a turtle on its back? Like you just can't figure out how to get up. And the sleeping arrangement in our house is pretty, it's a little screwy. So typically. Listen, it works for us. It does. It works for you. It does not work for me. Oh, really? No. I thought you said you loved sleeping in the guest room. I did until like the last few months where I've been evicted. Well, I'm sorry. It's like that's the price you have to pay. There are four beds in our house and I have nowhere to sleep. Mm-hmm. Nowhere. You can't sleep in bed with me because there's no room. Nope. I can't. And you snore. I can't sleep on... Why can't you sleep on Franny's bed? Because you got the worst mattress ever. That's, no one can sleep in that bed. That bed is like... It's like sleeping on a garbage bag filled mm-hmm. up with wet corrugated cardboard. That's what that feels like. And then I sleep on the couch, which is fine in the living room, but I can't do that anymore because you come out every 15 minutes to have a snack all hours of the night where you like cook, like boiling a lobster last night at 4.15 in the morning. And then sleeping with Francine is like having a 30-pound jihadist in bed with you. Well, she doesn't sleep in bed with me, but even when she's on the floor, it's mommy, oh, the funniest, mommy, the bed pushed me out, <laughs> like on the carpet. I'm like, well, get back in. <laughs> She's like how um, cows have like a mercury in their brains and they always know how to face north. Francine always <laughs> knows, knows how to lay perpendicular true? to the bed. About cows? Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. And she's just like, she's just awful. So I don't know. If it's every no. night it's musical chairs in Listen, our house. Musical y- beds. No, we have to be stricter parents and put her in her room. I just don't know how we're going to do it. You know what's interesting about being a parent, about no. being in a relationship. I think there's things that like couples are supposed to fight about. It's like money, religion, and parenting. Or I think money and parenting are the two biggest reasons people like married couples fight and break up. And um, we already went through the money thing, which I think we sorted out within a year, which was good. 
Um, what is that? What are you talking about? There was just that thing where like you were independent for so long and I was independent for so long. Oh yeah, and then we just and then sort we of came together, and I felt very left out of like financial decisions. But you had never had to share it with anyone, and then I had a family where my mom was very involved in the financial stuff that my dad had going on, and you, your parents were not. wasn't like a topic of open topic of conversation in the house. Whereas with us, it was just like we all talked about it. And I actually think that's what per- first put us in therapy, isn't it? Because we were talking about like yeah, yeah. your will you or I don't me know. In there. Yeah. Anyway, it worked out. We're fine. I'm much much more comfortable, and you're much you're getting much better at being open. I mean, I don't need to know your finances. We have separate bank accounts, but like I just got um, life insurance, and now I'm worried that you're going to kill me. I mean, you shouldn't be worried. I'm worried that even if you trip and fall and get run over by a car, and I'm like in another city, they're going to blame me. Because well, no matter what, it will. I'm in the first suspect. Yeah, no matter what, it will be your fault. When I choke on a ring ding, (laughs) (laughs) and you show up to collect. That's funny. See, the minute we start talking about that, like it feels so dark. Okay, it's not. It's but let's get back to the parenting thing. Okay, so the money thing is a big thing people fight about, um, and that's really hard to overcome because that's like very personal, and I don't know that that was really that was a lot of work on our part. The parenting thing is the other thing that's like, look, I can fight with you about leaving dishes in the sink and I can pick on you and you can get angry and it can turn into a fight. But when we disagree on how to parent Francine on something, like fundamentally disagree on it, don't you get like a feeling in your stomach like, who did I marry? What do we fundamentally disagree about? Um, no, well, I don't, no, I don't know what the hell you're talking about right now. Come on, let's think of an example. I don't. I don't have a single like thing. Like candy. Yeah, I just sort of say whatever I think you want to hear so the conversation can be over. And then we can move on. Well, that in and of itself is a problem. <laughs> Don't you think? <laughs> no. Okay, the other day we brought up um, moving to California not being like a long-term thing. And I said, no, we have to because wherever Francine starts kindergarten, I want her to stay like the whole time. I want her to have the same friends and the same campus or the same neighborhood. What, and- what Candace is talking about is... I said, like, we can leave New York City and wherever we land, if we dislike it there, we can move and go somewhere else. And she said, no, like, wherever we land, we have to stay until the kiddo finishes high school because you can't move a move someone, like, while they're in school. They need to really feel like they have a sense of belonging to their, their home and their town. I do feel that way. And there's there's... Situa- there are situations where that's not possible. Your your father's in the military, your mother's in the military, or... You're, you're drifting. F- I understand. No, okay. We never thought about that. Well, because we're so good at communicating, but we're not, we're we were in that car when we were in the car discussing that, yeah. we both shut down because I was like, that is a hard no. If we're moving to California, then Francine is going to grow up in LA. Right, but I and you said, oh no, we can move, put hair on her chest. He's like, this is going to, you said this is going to be a problem. Is that your Casey impression? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never said this is going to be a problem. I think I'm more... Um, I moved when I was fit 14 into a school where I knew no one. It was my choice. And, but it did like give me real respect for meeting new people and having sort of gumption and getting over my fears and all those things. So, yeah, you go to summer camp where you don't know anybody and you're away from home for two months. And, right. And then we had a discussion. And I immediately capitulated. Not immediately. You capitulated the next day. 
you didn't ca- you if, didn't capitulate. You just shut you shut your mouth. If we're gonna talk about fundamental differences in parenting, you have to think of at least one. I don't think you can. Sure, I can. Go. Sleeping in her own frickin' bed. I'm fine with that. I'm just not willing to do you the don't, work. You're not willing to help. I mean, that is so, so frustrating. No, because if it's something you want, if I want to go like have an ice cream sundae, I can't just sit at home and scream I want an ice cream sundae. I've got to go out and get that damn sundae. Yeah, but that's not co-parenting. That's leaving all the work to me. Well, because if it's up to me, I'll just let the little, little cute little bub, bub sleep on the floor next to us because it's so cute hearing her snore. I hate hearing her she snore. She goes, <sighs> and you know what else she does? She laughs in her sleep. Uh-huh. Do you ever hear that? Uh-huh. <laughs> she talks. Yeah. Last night she was speaking Spanish in her sleep yeah, and then laughed out that. loud. It's adorable. How about, how about yesterday when she cussed in perfect... I'm so embarrassed. I know, and ashamed but, of that. But I have to mimic her. I mean, so she's three and a half, and she's at that age where she can articulate almost any word. Like you could say anything to her, and she would be able to repeat it back with perfect, um, like perfect inflection. And she's also, you know, kids at that age are super chameleon-like, so they'll understand. They can deduce what the meaning of a word just by its context. And we work pretty hard not to swear around her. I would say that like on a scale of, of one to, to failure, we're like a, a B plus with not swearing around her. We try really pretty hard. Good. Yeah, we're pretty good about it. Um, and she definitely does not watch TV and the TV's never on of anything unless it's like Peppa Pig. So I think we do a good job of that. But Candace and I both under duress. Can I, can I tell the story? <laughs> under duress, we both will unleash a fury of, of profanity. And <laughs> so she has like a little routine before bed, which involves watching a little bit of TV, which yeah, is like a Peppa minutes, Pig episode yeah, or whatever. She's minutes. like, can we watch a little, oh, oh, a little bit of TV? And if it's getting too late and we played too long, then there's no there's TV. No TV. It's like yeah. going to bed. And so we were all in the bedroom and like talking and getting ready and fluffing pillows. And she goes, wait, wait, I have to set the scene. Okay. We were, you and I were like sitting on the edge of the bed chit-chatting mm-hmm. and she comes walking into the bedroom, right. minding her business, head down, like looking at whatever toy was in her hands. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was not putting this on as a show for no, us. It, it was, was not so a performance. Natural. It was just so fluid. And she stops and she lifts her head up and she goes, fuck, we forgot to watch a little bit of TV before bed. <laughs> I was like, in the She's... pillow, quiet laughing because I can barely breathe. Tears coming down my face. I mean, she said it so perfectly. Like, Fuck. if you had hired a child actor and tried to coach them on this line, and even if you replaced the profanity with a more mild word like "bummer," we yeah. forgot to watch TV. Like, the delivery was so, <laughs> so flawed. Good. It was as if she'd been saying this her entire <laughs> life. Candace laughed so hard and in such hysterics that Francine started crying. <laughs> Because she thought Candace was crying. She thought something was wrong. Oh, and Fran- we look at Francine, like her baby lip is sticking out into her <laughs> face with tears rolling. She thought mommy was crying. She had no idea why. And oh. mommy couldn't even explain why she was crying because she couldn't catch her breath. She was laughing so goddamn hard. Oh, that was... Oh, but I haven't laughed like that in a really long time. <laughs> but oh. I think the important thing, is, Francine recovered. We've said it was something else. And the good thing is that we didn't bring any attention to the fact that she did swear, so I don't think that she'll know that that was no, she how no to clue. evoke a reaction laughing. out of someone. You still haven't been able to come up with a single thing that we 
disagree on so strongly as parents. See, I think that this is like a figment. Of it's your not life. a figment. I think this is like a book you read and you're projecting. What? The candy. I, that's not a hard disagreement. The sleeping. Nope. Totally cool. I feel like there's something. There's nothing. Oh, you know what? You always tell me not to yell at her. Yeah, don't yell at our daughter. Don't You yell at her when you get mad. Don't talk to me or my daughter ever again like that. This is where you're a little bit of a hypocrite because my excited voice to her, like my agitated voice, is louder and higher. You also have an agitated voice. When she does something you don't like, it may not be screaming, but you're fucking terrifying. Yeah, I know how to scare her as, a par- as an authority figure, which is necessary. She listens when I do that tone. What's the difference? Well, because one, mine is controlled and unemotional, and yours is not. Yours is pure emotion and like I think, blind uh, rage. Okay, I disagree. I think that emotion comes out when you, when you talk mine like that. Mine is like, Francine, do not speak to your mother like that. Bull honky. <laughs> well, that's how I say <laughs> no, it. No, it's not. Yes. Francine, do not talk to your mother I that way. I <gasps> never, ever raise my voice. God is watching while you're speaking. I don't raise my voice. Oh, my God. I'm going to have OK Google record. I don't yell. You yell. You scream. You just hear a woman's voice at an, at an amplified pitch. <laughs> that could be true. That could be true. You don't hear yourself. Listen, it's fine. You get mad at your kids. They have to know when you're serious or not. She as listens, long as you don't insult them. She listens more when I get serious. The only thing I don't like is when she's being disrespectful or when she's sort of blatantly um, challenging you or me. Why is she so mean to me? She's because she can. You have no boundaries. See, that voice I do is a hard switch. She knows it's either fun time with daddy or like, oh snap, time to pay attention because I turn into like Francine, you don't behave like that. Yeah, but say that louder. I don't I don't raise my <laughs> voice. I don't I have a voice like that for you too. Candace you Candace, get out of the shower. It is my turn. <laughs> and, and you listen. What are you laughing at? <laughs> You do. Uh, yeah, listen. Uh, well, my feeling is that like she's only three now and she wants to sleep close to us, but soon she'll be 17 or 18 and she'll no longer want to oh be in bed with grief, us. No. I just don't. I need sleep. Well, soon it's going to be you, me, Francine, and a little newborn baby. <laughs> not in my room, it's not. Well, yeah, I was thinking about getting my own apartment a couple blocks away so I can get some quality sleep. I think it should be the opposite. I think I should get like a studio somewhere. <laughs> we just leave the kids. We could have your mom move here, move in with our move into our house. Or mom just moved to LA. <laughs> oh goodness! This is why we have to move to LA. Well, well, that's a big fat conversation right there. Um, moving to LA is something that I talked about quite a bit on the the vlog, like. For the last three years, really, on the YouTube channel, I would always talk about this idea of us moving west. Everyone thinks we're fakers. Well, they should. My family says the same thing. Mm -hmm. Jordan, my sister, won't hear it. Dean says we're full of shit when I talk about moving to L.A. And in fairness, we've been been talking about moving to California or leaving New York City for like five straight years. But there's been a few changes. Like? Van is having a baby. Yep. That's my brother. Your sister had a baby. Yep, that's two cousins for Franny. Your parents just moved there three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Mm, my little brother's moving out there. He already has an He's apartment in West time Hollywood. Mm-hmm. 
And I just am starting to freak out in New York City. Like proper, like DEFCON 1, that's the highest DEFCON there is, level of freak out in New York City. Oh my God, sorry, I'm so all over the place. But did you see that it's being put on the ballot that California, to vote for California to, to be, be in three, three states? states? Yeah, that's yeah. not going to happen. Let's okay, hope that go doesn't ahead. happen. Go ahead. Weird. Go ahead, go ahead. Go next, ahead. next week is VidCon, which I'm going to. And... We're also going for like the week in California with the whole family so we can look at houses and neighborhoods and stuff and think about where we might want to live. Yeah. Are you going to come to VidCon? Maybe. Wait, really? You're shaking your head now. She's, she's shaking her <laughs> Shh, head don't now. Don't tell <laughs> No, I'm not going to VidCon. Although I did get mine and Francine's tickets, all access pass, <laughs> emailed to me. Really? like. Okay. Give me those. I'll give one to Paul. Yeah. You think anyone will say anything if he has a pass that says Francine Neistat on it? We'll make him a fake ID that said born in 19, I mean 2000. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> you don't know 2014. what year? You don't know the year that Franny was born? I didn't know the decade. That's how old I am. <laughs> I still think 1990 is like Five six years, years ago. ago. <laughs> no. So I've, I've been actually kind of a, a little pessimistic about VidCon because I get so nostalgic about it. Like the first year at VidCon was such magic. I went with Jerome Jar and like there was a million friends there. And I just remember like this almost college, I didn't go to college, but this almost college like vibe of all of us staying in the same hotel on the same floor. And like in every room was another YouTuber who I'd kind of never met before and I always wanted to meet. And it was such an amazing, extraordinary experience where like, what was only existed in the virtual space was now happening in the physical space. And then, like, last year was a big bummer for me um, at, at VidCon because I think you and I were having a big fight, remember? I would just, I don't remember, but I don't doubt it because we always get into fights before you leave. And then I was there and it was like, nobody was there to hang out with me and I was, like, lonely. And I just remember not leaving my hotel room and it being really strange. And then this year I, like, called Jesse and I was like, are you going to VidCon? And he was like, no, bro, nobody's going. And I got super bummed out. But then I got a FaceTime call from David Dobrik, who was like, yeah, of course I'm going to be there. It's going to be awesome. So now I'm all excited about VidCon again. VidCon is what you make of it. How, you've never... I you're don't. Just, you're I, saying I you're no just You're speaking idea. in platitudes right now. Platitude. Doesn't mean, that doesn't mean anything. Do you remember that commercial, or are you too young? when you could get the National Geographic animal cars and it's like, the platypus, it has feet like a duck, but it, something. Yeah, I remember that. Do you remember that commercial? Yeah, why are you bringing that up right now, honey? Because it was a platypus and it sounds like platitude. (laughs) I'm telling you, I don't even need a drink. It's like a circus in my brain all day long. Is that the pregnancy or is that just who I married? (laughs) Yeah, touche. Okay, so the the choice in LA goes like this. We can live close to Candace's sister who lives near the beach and live in a very extremely modest house with no yard or anything like that because it's super expensive over there. Or we can live far, far away near where Candace's mom lives in like the valley part, which is like, for, for, if you don't know Los Angeles at all, it's much further away from the beach, but houses are much more like affordable there and we could have like a nice house with a yard and all the things that we want. And that's what we're trying, that's the decision we're trying to make. And there's one X factor there for me. Hmm. Well, I really, really, really want to have like a studio at our house for me when mm-hmm. we move to California. Mm-hmm. You think that would, that would, you think that would work or would you bother me all day? 
Oh, I don't know that I'd bother you. It's more like I would like a life-size Barbie playhouse in my house for me to play in, but like it's just not going to happen. You don't think like we could get a house that has a garage that I could make into like my my studio? I mean, maybe, but right now like the max we can find is a three-bedroom house, so that's big. I could have one of the best. Oh, we You're have gonna another have two baby. Children. I f- keep forgetting about that fetus. <sighs> yeah. It's tough. If we want space, we have to move away. But then the whole point of moving there is to be near family. So I don't know. It's a stressful thing. So here's my like post-freak-out post New York City plan that I'm hoping to realize when we get to California, which is that like, I don't want to do anything. Like, I don't want to have to interact with any humans. And and to have my own studio that's at our house, I think I could do that. And all I want to do is just put my head down and make videos, and to physically force myself into an environment where I could just like focus and become like a real nerd, and just focus on making that doing the one thing that makes me really happy, which is making videos. I think that that that's the fantasy. It's really crazy because people think you're so outgoing and fun and like adventurous and stuff. I think we touched on this before, but you're like, you don't even like having friends. Like I'm adventurous. You're adventurous, but... You, I just don't like people. Yeah, like you need your one friend and that's it. And like, I think people who don't live in New York can't appreciate this, but people who do live in New York City understand that it's a very lonely place. And if you are an introvert, this is actually a great place for you because no one gives a shit about anyone else. No one cares what you're wearing. No one cares if you talk to yourself when you walk down the street, because we all do it. (laughs) You know, you can walk down any street and there's somebody talking to themselves, playing out a whole conversation on their face. Um, It's not a super social place. Like, people work here and then they do their own thing and then they go to bed. I um, I said that to Dan. You'll never be in a more populated, crowded city, crowded place, and feel completely alone alone, than in New York City. Yeah. But that touches on the magic of this city. Well, that's what's amazing. And that's what kind of scares me about LA is like, you can be alone here. You can be alone here, but there's still activity around you. So you don't feel alone, right? You can be lonely, but you're not alone. There's always something going on anytime, day or night. If you're feeling lonely in LA, (laughs) that you're kind of like, fucked right you're stuck like there's not like you can't walk out in the street and there's like a thousand people crossing the road to go somewhere i wonder if anybody can really um relate to what we're talking about right now like how many people do you think listen to this that also live in like really crowded metropolitan like how many people listen live in cities versus live out in 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 the the country i don't know but that that's why i'm saying is like there's a misconception about living in the about living in the city and it's actually really great for introverts like you and me. Yeah. I mean, my, um, I always said, like, I never felt like I fit in because, like, when I lived in Connecticut as a kid, I was always such a troublemaker. And I was always felt like I was being, because I was being judged and being told I was wrong. And then I moved to New York City and just no one cares about mm-hmm. you in New York City. Everyone here is so selfish mm-hmm. and self-centered and is so busy worrying about themselves. They don't care at all about you or what you're doing or who you are. I mean, I saw a guy walking down the street yesterday in green sneakers, green snock, socks, green pants rolled up so you could see his green socks, a green button down, a green sweatshirt, and a green baseball cap. And I was like, 
yeah, go you. Like, Remember there was that woman who for like many summers in a row walked around wearing no shirt? Yes, I do remember that. <laughs> Just yeah. nobody cares. Nobody cares in this town. And I do worry about, I'm concerned about that when we leave New York City. Yeah. Because I relish in that. But this is, this is I'm contradicting what I was saying before, which is oh, that. are you? Aren't I? Which oh, is that I want. Are you? I want I want a kind of seclusion. That's the thing I'm looking forward to most about leaving the city. Okay, but that is a contradiction, but that's where I'm I'm disagreeing with you. I think that when you have seclusion without activity around you, you're going to really know what seclusion is. Well, this is why I think that we need to be closer to your sister. I know. It's just giving up my dream of like a proper house, you know? Yeah, you can't have a yard there. But there, you know, I just always thought that by the time I was forty, I'd have like three kids in a suburban. And well, you have two kids. Maybe we could get a suburban. You'll have two kids in a Tesla. Yeah. By the way, our house has gotten so much smaller since you went and got pregnant. It does feel smaller, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, none of I don't even fit in there anymore. <laughs> I can't believe I'm gonna be living with three women by the end of this year. Mm. I'll be sleeping in the hallway, a little sleeping bag. <laughs> Put a knock on the neighbor and be like, "Hey, you guys ready to move out?" <laughs> We do. We have like we live in an apartment building, and there's like a bunch of apartments on the hallway, and we have neighbors. We don't. They're lovely people. We, we sort of know them. We don't really know them, but um, but uh, we were walking. Francine and I were walking back to our apartment, or in the garbage can. We were dropping off our trash, and the neighbor was like, saw Franny, and was like, Franny, hi. And Franny looks into her apartment. She's like, oh, it's different in their apartment. And she invited Francine in. Francine was in there for like twenty minutes. And then when I finally got Francine out, the woman was like, anytime you want to come back, Franny, just let me know. And then that night at like 11 at night, mm-hmm. Francine was trying to sneak out of our house to go back into the neighbor's house. She's so funny. City living. City living. She also loves that the, our neighbor's name is Candace. How, how long have we just been talking about our kids? There's That's nothing less interesting than That's hearing married people talk about their fucking kids, oh, man. See? No, but like, what are we going to start showing people baby pictures on our cell phones? Uh-huh. <laughs> Wait till that second one comes out. Ugh. I know. Do you know by... Mommy, how does watermelon get out of your stomach? The baby's Go name back is, to bed. <laughs> the baby's name is Watermelon. Like, um, that's the, the name Francine gave her. And Francine has been asking pretty specific questions about how watermelon gets from inside of her, Candace's belly to outside. And she's just too young for us to just sort of gloss over, like, just the baby comes out. It comes out. Yeah. So what am I supposed to say? I, well, no. They slice don't, my please stomach don't start open. Talking. You know, stuff freaks me out. <laughs> they pull out my intestines. No, they don't. Do they? They take all your innards, put oh, it on the side that. table. No way. Oh, Kai. Take oh, the stop, baby stop, out. Stop, 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 stop. Come on, come on, come on. Then shove them back in and sew it back I up. I can't do all that. I oh, can't. I, I have to do it. You don't have to I know, do it. I don't have to be subjected to the, like, picturing it. I don't uh, want to have to picture that. It's pretty nasty. Childbirth is absolutely the most disgusting. Anyone who it says really childbirth is. is beautiful is full of shit. That is just a disgusting, <laughs> nasty, na- there's screaming and blood involved. It's just horrific. Um, we're going to do questions soon, but before we get into questions, I wanted to bring up baby names. Yeah. Can we talk about this? Yeah, we like can't what agree. We're leaning to towards? We can't agree. Well, we I don't want- have, there aren't any that you're like completely married to. <gasps> what? There are? How dare you? Maybe I just haven't been paying attention. 
I want the C name that I wanted with Francine, and then no, we get we're the nickname with the C name. No, we're well, not doing okay, that. Okay, there. So don't say I'm not married to okay, him. Okay, but my friend had a has a baby named that name, and we can't use the same name as our friend's name. That's I like super all your ex girlfriend's names. This is super weird. So Candace, when we were trying to name Francine, she had like three names, and they're literally the three names of my last three girlfriends. I liked them. That's very. Do you know how strange that would be for me? Screaming that name for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Changing that name's diaper. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a cruel punishment. The name that I really liked was we think of another name like Fran. Franny's full name is Francine, but what about a name like? We said like Franklin or something. Yeah, Franklin or something. Because I love the idea of having two daughters and having their names be Franny and Franny. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the coolest names ever. So, but Candace vetoed that. I vetoed it. And then Candace really likes hyphenated names, mm-hmm. like what? Mary Lou. Mm-hmm. What was the other one? Emmy Lou. Emmy Lou. Anything with a May on it? Something May. Barbara May. Uh, no. What's a May name? Mary May. That's no. like a Daisy a, a, May. I like the name Daisy. I wanted Daisy with Francine so badly, no, I and didn't you like crossed it. it off off that little envelope when I was totally high. After surgery. How we named Francine is Candace was on so many drugs after she had the baby because it was like an emergency seaside, the whole thing. She's on all these crazy drugs. And I convinced her when she was deep, deep in one of her drug, <laughs> drugged out stupor that they wouldn't let us leave the hospital until we named the baby. So then I presented her with a list with three names on it. And she finally gave in to Francine, which is the name I wanted from the beginning. Mm. So maybe that's how we'll go. In any event, if you have ideas for names... Really think, how does it go with the name Franny? Okay, I like names that are proper names that can be then shortened to really cute nicknames. Like what? Because I never had a nickname growing up. I was n- never allowed to be called Candy. I was always jealous of people that had nicknames. That's why it's very Oh, important. the hippie names I liked that you brought up. Which ones? Rainbow <gasps> and Sunshine. So cute. Those are great names, like proper names. Like on the birth certificate it says Sunshine Nice Dad. No, you're making a face. It's cute. I just, it's like really hard to commit. Anyway, Sunny is... and Franny? Sunny. Okay. Thank you for the... All right, do we have questions this week? Yeah, we do. Okay, questions. As always, ladies and gentlemen, you can submit questions using the Anchor app and like you can just like record, like you just say your, you just say your question and then we play it in right here in the podcast. Okay. Hey, Candace and Casey, it's Nikki here. So we've heard a lot about what makes your relationship challenging. The ups, the downs, how you push each other's buttons. But what makes you guys succeed? Obviously, you're an amazing couple. How do you click? How do you work? Nikki, who just asked that question. I think what makes this relationship work is that it it was a battle to get to this place. But after being together for so long... I'm I'm completely okay with Candace being Candace, and Candace is completely okay with Casey being Casey. And the the times when we fight, like you can always bring it down to one thing, which is she's trying to change me, or I'm trying to change her. And I think that's a near impossible. It's a very hard thing to do. Like I always think of like a Venn diagram. You have two circles, and in one circle is you, and in the other circle is your partner. And there always has to be some overlap, and that part that overlaps in the middle is the relationship. And when the, the, those two circles completely overlap and it's hard to distinguish who's who and there's no longer two individuals but just a single relationship, that that is uh, untenable. That is not uh, 
That is not a way, a relationship, a friendship, a business relationship, that's not the way it will ever work. So enabling uh, enabling your partner to be their own person and, and you making sure that you remain your own person is what I've always found to be like at the very root, the source code of, of our success in, uh, in But marriage. what you said at the beginning is true. It's like we did a lot of the hashing out over like the 10 years we dated before we got married. Yeah, and there's still stuff I absolutely hate about you and there's stuff you hate about me. I hate you so much. Easy. <laughs> but you have to accept that. And like it, I, I gave up on trying to change Candace. I gave up on, and she gave up on trying to change me. And I, can t- I can feel it too. I can feel, not that you gave up, obviously we want each other to be good people and all that, but like I can feel that you've let go of my quirks and stuff. They don't, I can feel that it's you don't, they don't bother you anymore. The only thing that I still struggle with on a daily basis is the fact, is your absolute refusal to exercise. Okay, let's not go down that. Let's not Whoa. Go down. Oh my. <laughs> you do. You're oh. 40 years old. I've never, you've. Oh, do I need to tell everyone about your, your health chart that you mark every single morning with yeah, your weight I, and I BMI? Track and, and, and my. Oh, it's so weird. And I track my caloric intake and the miles that I run every day. I'm Candice, I'm fitness. All right, let's take this question from Greg and Sophie. Hey, Candice and Casey, it's Greg and. Sophie, hi. We're calling from Vancouver, Canada, and we just wanted to ask uh, how you guys find time by yourselves. Uh, I know you were talking about it in the last video, but we just have a a daughter and have a hard time finding uh, time to get out and not feel bad about it. So, yeah, love your stuff, and I've been following you for quite a while. So, uh, hi from Canada. Let me just say one thing before before you say. No, because I have something I want to say. I'm not answering their question. Let me just say one funny thing. Is Canada is pot legal in Canada? Is that <laughs> what, what you were going to say? Because Greg sounded totally stoned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I don't know if you guys are stoned, but it sounded like you were. Okay. What do you want to answer that question? I've got yeah. an answer. Okay, go. No, I just I'm I just want to hear myself talk instead of you. I actually don't have an answer. Okay, here's the answer, Greg. Um, it's very hard, especially when you have a little one, to find time alone. But Candace and I, how how long? Do, how far? How old was Francine before we got okay with the fact that we had a babysitter on the weekend? Oh, she was like two. Yeah, like two years, Greg and what's your wife's name? Greg? Sophie. Greg and Sophie. Two years before we got over the fact that like we're not bad parents because we have a babysitter come every weekend for just a couple hours. Like it's not a, it's not like we hand our child away when it's family time. In fact, Francine doesn't even know the word weekend. She calls them family days. She's got school days and family days. But even on the family day, we usually have a babysitter come for a couple of hours. And in that couple of hours, like what, this weekend we went and had dinner, right? Right. At like four in the the afternoon. Didn't have to wait for a table. Um, Yeah, that's actually true. You have to let go of some of the guilt and however, by whatever means necessary, let somebody watch your child, whether it's a favor or you... Family member, if you're lucky enough to have someone near you. You have to get away from your child. We, our relationship was really suffering when Franny came into it. And we, the thing is when you work all week... That's not time. That's That's not not, time for yourself or for, for, for your relationship with your partner. There's just no time to like... You know, the kid goes to bed, you're exhausted. You don't want to talk to each other even. You have to put your happiness up really high on the totem pole. On the toady pole. Okay, next question. Next question. They did sound stoned, didn't they? Yeah. 
So jealous. <laughs> oh, just kidding. Hey, Candace and Casey. My name's Janine, and I'm a student at the University of Florida. I kind of got the idea for my question from watching Candace's girl boss interview, as a lot of people in the comments were talking about privilege. And I know you two came from really different backgrounds with regards to how your lives unfolded and how you kickstarted your careers. So I was curious as to whether or not that ever got in between your relationship, Casey being kind of a risk taker, coming from near to nothing, while Candace had a family full of doctors to support her, and therefore what kind of seems like a permanent safety net, one that's always present at least. Thanks a ton, guys. Great question, Very good question. Do you want to kick this one off? I've got some strong opinions. I know. Opinions. You can have some strong opinions. I will. The only thing that I'm going to say is that you, I know plenty of trust fund children who had unlimited, I mean unlimited funds. Now, we were just like upper middle class. It's if people have this weird idea that my family was like super wealthy, they weren't. They were just responsible. Um, but I know plenty of very rich kids that still do nothing. Nothing. It's so like, don't say that just because you have access to some funds means that you automatically su- succeed. That's taking away all the hard work I've ever done. Yeah. No, I mean, I disagree. I, no, I don't disagree. I agree with you. And I think that as I've gotten to know you and know your family, I realize that you, you, you know, you've, you're for, you were a waitress when you moved to New York City because you had to, you had to support yourself. And, and I, I appreciate that. And I've always known you as a hard worker and I've, told the story a million times over that like it was when you had like a really tumultuous time in your business and you decided to pull up the bootstraps and make it work that I really fell in love with you. But when we first met, it was more of a cultural issue. Like Candace's parents were all doctors and when, or Candace's extended family, they're all doctors. And I remember when they first met me and like when you first told them we're dating and like Candace's extended family was all like very literally and very confrontationally like, oh, he's after, he's only marrying Candace because mm-hmm. she think, he thinks she has money. Mm-hmm. And that was just like, that was super frustrating for me. And then there were definitely times too, like I, I vividly remember you being in Connecticut and, you know, there were times when Candace and I first met when I didn't have really a place to live in Connecticut and I would go there and stay at my grandmother's house or I'd stay in my dad's attic or, or whatever just so I could be with Owen. And you had this idea to go to a hotel and like you, ha- your mother paid for us to have a hotel room so we could have like, we didn't have to sleep on my grandmother's couch. And so there's a, there was a bunch of those things. I, I just bring that up to show some context that it wasn't always like rich girl with nothing but eye, eye rolls for poor old Casey. Like there was a lot of love and kind gestures there, but it was definitely very, very challenging, I think, for your family to overcome my position mm-hmm. versus for me to co- overcome your family's position. You were always very comfortable wherever you were. Well, the line that I always say is that I've always been super, super rich. I just haven't always had money. Yeah. You know, like I just didn't care. Like when I first met you, I had nothing. I had no money, but I would still like if I had 500 bucks to my name, I'd be like, cool, plane ticket to Paris is only 475 right. bucks. I'm out of here. And now it's and now it's it's kind of a non-issue because I think we've grown up and Candace's family seen that I can take care of the family and our financial situation is much more stabilized now than it than it was when we were kids. Mm-hmm. Um, Janine, we could have done we could have done an entire episode. An entire, maybe we will. Yeah, we should put a pin in that one. Okay, next one, Valentina. That's a cute name. Mm. Hello, my name is Valentina, and I had a question about the separate bed situation. 
So it surprised me when I heard that at the beginning of the podcast because my wife has actually been pushing me lately um, to consider separate vets when we move. Uh, it just seemed weird to me. I've never really known anybody who's done that as a couple, um, but I'd like to consider it. So I was wondering if you had any advice on the situation and if you could just tell us a little bit about any challenges that you had or, or why you considered doing that. Thank you so much for the podcast. Um, I look forward to it every Friday. Valentina. 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 Sorry we missed last week. You were so sincere in saying you look forward to it every week. Valentina, let me tell you <laughs> how to change your life for the better. <laughs> Have separate beds. Honestly, do you like hearing someone snore or waking up to the it smell like of their you're, farts? You're, you're or selling like, something right now do, do for nineteen ninety nine a month. If you can have the space to do it, do it. You want something funny? My parents always had two twin beds inside a king bed frame, which I think is like the bare minimum that um, like human beings should have because they had different blankets, different pillows, different sheets, different everything. When you get up in the middle of the night or at four o'clock to go edit, I'm up. I'm up. Check my phone, go to the bathroom, have to go back to bed. I hate it. You know, Valentina, it's like... Maybe uh, maybe this isn't normal, but like I guess I maybe cuddled when I was a teenager or in my twenties and with a girl for the first time. But yeah, yeah. like spooning's cu- not spoon- cute. Yeah, spooning and cuddling. I don't think it's something that adults do. <laughs> <laughs> and like without getting into detail, I think we have like a very healthy physical relationship. It's not about that. It's not about sex. It's just about like it's absolutely not about sex or emotion or feeling some someone it's, comforting it's you. It's fucking purely about wonderful. sleep. <laughs> it's wonderful, Valentina. It, when you're an adult, sleep is such a precious thing mm-hmm. and it's so fleeting, especially if you have kids, that if there's any way to improve on that, like not having to hear Candace get up when she needs her 2 a.m. potato chips or like, <laughs> or like her not having to hear me get excited at the crack of dawn every morning. And, and the, I like to watch TV before I go to like, sleep. It solves all those problems, Valentina. It's so, yeah, it is a very simple <laughs> way. And then you know what? If you decide to share a bed one night... Yeah, good for you. Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> I think the only reason not to is is ego. Like, feelings get hurt. Like, if Candace and I slept in the same bed for 10 years and she came to me tomorrow and said, I don't want to sleep in bed with you anymore, yes, my feelings would be destroyed. But um, And I hope we're not being insensitive to how sensitive of a suggestion that can be. But I think if you're just completely unemotional and pragmatic about it, it's just something that makes everybody's life a little yeah. bit better. Honey, you snore. <laughs> Yeah. That's it. Um, okay, that's it. Uh, this is a little bit of a longer podcast. I hope that's okay. We had a lot to yap about because we missed you last week. We will be back next Friday for our regularly scheduled podcast. And one thing that I do want to flag is we have been recording these to like put on YouTube, and they're they'll make awesome videos. Is it's I think it's fun, but. Um, there's just been some technical nonsense, and that's why we haven't posted uh, on YouTube yet. But we have a new person that we're putting in charge of kind of producing the video aspects, so that should be up soon, uh, which is exciting. It's super exciting. Lastly, please subscribe and give us stars or thumbs up or however that works because it really helps us. And um, Oh, and the hashtag couples therapy is starting to work. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Anywhere podcasts are available, you can find us. And if you use Anchor, you can submit questions just like those great questions we had today. Okay. We will see you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in. Okay. We will see you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in. You're just making fun. I know.
But I just, you know, I want to get my, I want to have the last word. 